Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. It starts with us because they're watching us. And, you know, the first relationship that our children have is with us. And yes, they're watching our marriage, but the way we're interacting with our children, that's that's their first, you know, real, you know, tight relationship. Now, how do we use that as a way to help our children have strong, healthy relationships as they move forward in their lives? Well, Lucille Williams joins us today. She's a regular guest here on Connections. She's also a speaker and an author. And today on Connections, she's going to give us some tips and advice on how to do exactly that. We're joined by one of our regular guests here on Connections. Lucille Williams is with us. She is an author, a speaker, and a pastor. Lucille, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. It's been about a month since we last chatted. Tell us just a little bit about how things are going with you. Well, hi. I'm so happy to be here again. Yeah, things are going great. Just doing ministry, which I love. I'm, you know, working as a women's ministry director. I love doing that. And then I've been doing some writing and working on a new project. I have a new book coming out in April for kids. It's um, titled Turtle Finds His Talent. And it's a cute little book about a turtle, and the it's from uh, through Zondra, Zondra Kids. And the kids are going to be able to flap the turtle in and out of his shell. So mm-hmm. uh, with a cute little story. So I'm really excited about that. That comes out in uh, April. Can't wait to, to be reading that. that to the kids, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've read it to my grandkids, but only on the computer. They've never seen the actual book. Yet. Neither have I because, you know, it's not out yet. And when you get to touch and feel things in a book, it makes it that much better. Oh, yes. Especially this with the, you know, a kid's book, the pictures and touching it and is so much different where an adult book, you know, we can, you know, read it on Kindle or, you know, different ways, you know, our phones, but a kid book, it's got, it's got to be in your hands, you know? Yes. <laughs> so usually we talk about kids with you. That's what we've done for well the last year, year and a half. While you've been guesting with us, so Colleen called you one of our regulars. I said you're one of <laughs> the Connections podcast BFFs now, though, Lou. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we we switched it up last time from talking about kids and raising kids to our own marriage and relationships in the middle of raising kids. So now let's kind of combine the two this week and try and figure out. How do we raise our kids to have strong, healthy relationships themselves? That might be one of the most important things as a parent we can teach them. That is very true. And I think it starts with us because they're watching us. And, you know, the first relationship that our children have is with us. And yes, they're watching our marriage, but the way we're interacting with our children, that's that's their first, you know, real, you know, tight relationship. And I know for me, like one of the things that I realized in in life, your kids, they see everything. Mm-hmm. They see the terrible. They like, you know, it's the it's the old cliche, you know, your kid says something. You're like, where'd you get that from? And they're like, from you. And, you know, yeah. they, they repeat what you say. They they model what you do. And it's it's like you're you're exemplified when you're looking at your children. And it's scary, you know. <laughs> And and so I learned early on, you got to own that stuff that they see. You can't just be like, oh, just don't talk about it. Leave me alone. Like, you know, when they see that something happened and you maybe weren't your best self that day, 
they see it. And, you know, and if they've got siblings, they're talking about it with their siblings. You can guarantee that. And so, you know, get in on that conversation and be like, yeah, you're right. Mom really blew it today. And I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? And and I did a lot of that with my children. I'm still doing it. When it comes to our relationships and our relationships with our spouses, a lot of the times it's like, let's not argue in front of the kids. But I know in our house, most of the time our arguments are petty little arguments that you're like, you know what, it's fine. Let's do this in front of the kids. Can we have healthy arguments <laughs> oh, in front of our idea. children yeah. and uh, still well, uh, and still teach them that you can have a strong relationship or does that teach them that that is a strong yes, relationship? Yes, I love that question because sometimes people get married and they never saw their parents argue. And then they get into a tiff with their spouse and they're freaking out. Like, that's it. The marriage is over because yeah. you know, and dad were just really strategic about always having those, you know, conflicts behind closed doors so the kids didn't see them. Um, I personally, you know, I, I wasn't in that camp. And I don't think I could have even been in that camp if I wanted to because my husband and I are two very passionate people and we just collide sometimes. It's just the way it is. And and what I, I what I always did is, and my husband too, if they saw the argument, they got to see the resolution or they heard about the resolution. Like if they saw something start and then, you know, we settled it a few hours later, I'd, you know, come back around to the kids and go, you know what, you saw that dad and I were arguing over the eggs, you know, or whatever it was. <laughs> and, and I would tell them, you know, we talked about it and, you know, and especially they want to know, are mommy and daddy okay? Because yes. in kindergarten, my start, my daughter would ask me, are you and daddy getting divorced? And I'm like, <laughs> no, we're not getting divorced. We're not. You know, it just it breaks your little heart to hear them because, you know, they go to school and their friends are from divorced families sometimes. And so now they're like, oh, what's this? And so they learned, you know, maybe it doesn't take school. Maybe even before then they learn about divorce. And and then they're scared that, you know, that's going to happen to you. So when they see a conflict, they're they're scared. Their lives are going to come upside down. And so they need to be reassured that everything's OK after. So I would always tell them, you know, we're good. Mommy and daddy talked. You know, we we love each other. We love you and we're fine. And so I always made sure that we did that with the kids, that we circled back and brought them into the conversation. Anytime there is a hint of disagreement in our house between my wife and I, our oldest, our five-year-old daughter, she immediately pipes up, daddy, be nice to mommy. And she starts <laughs> giving it to me. And lately, her new thing now is daddy, mommy's in charge because she's taller. My wife is like an inch and a half taller than me. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm always in the wrong because I'm short, apparently. Uh, but the good thing about this has been that it's really opened up conversations with us as a whole family that this is what happens in relationships sometimes you have big feelings and you disagree like usually we aren't even like you know arguing arguing it can just be anything small but it lets us open up that conversation look you disagree with people this is how you work through it this is how you talk it through and and you don't strangle them like you do to your little brother cameron so. <sighs> Oh, that is so funny, Daddy. Be nice to Mommy. <laughs> yeah, and she's taller. So thank you, child. She's in charge. <laughs> Mommy's in charge. Oh, yeah. that's so, that is so funny. There was one time we were on the way to church. You know, we got our kids in the back. And uh, my husband and I get in an argument. 
And this was before he was a pastor. This was when we were brand new Christians. And so we're we're arguing in the car. We get to the car. I mean, get out of the car, get to church. We, you know, walk up to church and there was a elder greeter and, you know, say good morning. And we all say good morning. And he said, my, he said, what a lovely family. And I just looked at him and smiled and said, looks can be deceiving. I just, <laughs> I just couldn't handle the hypocrisy, you know, like we're in the right. car arguing. And then we walk up to church with our smiles and look like this perfect family. And, you know, the kids knew what was going on. So, uh, you know, they knew mom was always going to joke about things. And I think that that made things easier. You know, they still say today, we always knew if we could get mom to laugh or we wouldn't be in as much trouble. So really, we shouldn't be striving per- for perfection within our families because that's not reality. And these kids can't really look forward to that in their own relationships moving forward. Yes, because think about it. Perfection would be horrible for our kids. If we're perfect, if we're the perfect parent, we have the perfect relationship, think about what that would do to them. How awful. Like, they wouldn't get to learn. They wouldn't get to learn about relationships. They wouldn't learn how to resolve conflict. Like, there's no way you can be in a relationship with someone and not have conflict. Like, a close, you know, relationship where you live with them. There's going to be conflict. And so really a big tool that we need to pass on is conflict resolution, how to yes. listen to someone. I understand how you're feeling. This is, this is, you know, my side of it. This is how I felt, you know, I'm sorry. You know, th- those are really important words. And if they don't see that kind of thing modeled, then, you know, we can make them little narcissists where everything revolves around them. And, you know, they need to learn that that the world does not revolve around you. It doesn't take much to learn that. Yeah. You're, uh, making me think as you're talking there, Lou, about uh, premarital counseling that I do with couples. And usually the first session, we always, it's communication and we talk about active listening and assertiveness. So like assertiveness, not being a jerk, you know, and getting your way, but saying clearly what you need and how it makes you feel uh, if you get what you need, but also active listening, like, you know, that that skill of hearing what somebody's really saying to you because usually you know my wife will say mike take out the garbage and i hear you're a lazy piece of you're a lazy bum i don't know why i married you where she's really just saying can you please take out the garbage right now right exactly and you know and it's funny because on my premarital book from me to we that's one of the things i say is it doesn't matter what we say what matters is what they hear Right. You could say something, but if they hear something different, it doesn't really matter what you say. And even, I mean, my husband and I are on 40 years and there's times, we'll, you know, we'll stop and I'll, what did you hear me say? Well, you said this. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Right. Well, what did you hear me say? Well, you said this. I didn't say that. Well, what did you say? Well, you said this. No, I didn't say that. And now the whole conversation is, you know, on the, I didn't say that. You didn't say that. And then we have to get to the, okay, let's start over. This is what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to communicate to you. And then you have to wipe it clean and go, okay, obviously I didn't hear what it was, what you were trying to communicate. And getting to the bottom of that is, can be hard because what happens is our feelings get involved. And as soon as our feelings get involved, now we're on overdrive. We're like, we're, it's very charged. Like what you said, she thinks I'm a bum. When she's just saying, hey, can you take out the trash? She thinks I'm a bum. It's hard yeah. to get past that feeling because now you're, you're shaming yourself. And so sometimes we just have to really get honest with what's going on with us so that we can have that honest conversation. Like not too long ago, I was listening to an interview I had done because I had to prepare for another one. And so I was listening to it 
And I was really unhappy with, I don't usually listen to myself on interviews. I just don't because I just, I'm too critical. So I just, I don't, I just, I said, great. And I'd move on to the next one. But on this particular time I was listening and my husband came in the room while I was listening and I was really frustrated with myself. And he was so sweet. He was talking because I paused it. We were talking and I was just rude. I was just flat out rude and not nice. So he goes in the other room. He's like, okay, I think I'm going to give her a little space. He's a wise man. And so I go back to listening and then I stop it and I'm thinking, oh, I'm such a jerk. I'm such a jerk. But now I don't want to tell him my feelings about listening to myself and being upset with it because now I have to get vulnerable if I tell him why I was upset. And I didn't want to. I was embarrassed that I was upset with myself over this. And so I didn't really even want to tell him that. And, you know, there's less levels of shame and embarrassment. And I just I really didn't want to. But I'm like, well, my marriage is worth it. I have to be honest with him. So I I went and I said, honey, I'm really sorry. That had nothing to do with you. I was listening to this and this is how I was feeling about it. And I just felt like I did a bad job and it came out on you. And I'm really sorry. And I explained to him, you know, my feelings about it. And he was like, honey, I heard that interview. You did great. Like, I don't know why you're, you know, upset with yourself. And so me taking that chance of being vulnerable and telling him how I was feeling, because um, he's honest. I mean, if he thought it was bad, he'd have went, yeah, really bad. Like, there's times I've heard that. But so sometimes you have to get past your own feelings and be vulnerable and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. It had nothing to do with you. And so you can have that honest conversation. Quite often, we only hear what we want to hear, and we hear something completely different than what people are actually trying to tell us. That is very true. That is very true. And if it's someone we care about enough, we have to get to the bottom of what's really trying to be said and what they're trying to say. And and you, starting with the benefit of the doubt, like they're not trying to hurt me. It's not like any couple wakes up in the morning and goes, okay, my mission today is to really hurt my husband. I'm going to see how I can really get him. <laughs> and nobody does that. But yet that's what it feels like when things happen. As soon as it's that emotional charge and we get triggered or maybe there's a past hurt and then something else happens. And so now it's really charged and, you know, we, we can't see straight. So, you know, we have to go back and go, this person doesn't want to hurt me. They want good for me. They want it. They want me to be happy. They they want things to be OK. And if you can somehow get yourself to go back there and go, OK, let me look at this from a different lens so I could just really see who they are. In this, I'm really bad yeah. for that. I hold the grudge for the entire day and I can't let it go. But you know, I'll have to take a lesson from you <laughs> and look at it in a different way. But what are some other ways that, you know, besides me, you know, actually getting rid of that, that uh, resentment, that anger? Um, what are some other ways that we can be a good role model for our children when it comes to our relationship? I think a biggie is get help when you need to get help. You know, getting help for you is getting help for your kids. And if you recognize, whoa, this is an issue in my life and I need to go take care of this and we, you know, take steps to get ourselves help, then it shows our kids that, you know, we're not perfect and, you know, we need help too. You know, go get the advice when you need the advice. See the professional when you need to see a professional. If if you've got some emotional hurts that just keep coming up that you just feel overwhelmed about, it's okay to say, you know what, I need a little help with this. I need some tools. I need to find out, like, why my emotions are, you know, so big. Like, for me, I mean, I, I wish this happened sooner, but one of my biggest mistakes and regrets is um, I I was codependent. I am a codependent. And oh, me too. 
<laughs> Yay! Um, now we can just turn this into meetings. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I but what happened was. I, now I'm a recovering codependent. So that's a totally different thing. But when I realized I, I had just, you know, I was in therapy and my therapist kept you know, like nudging me saying something about me being codependent. I just wasn't hearing it. And then one day I went, uh, am I codependent? And I started asking people close to me. I asked my husband, I asked my kids they all, and my close friends. They're like, oh yeah, you're definitely codependent. And I was like, what? Like everybody came to this party, but me, I did not know I am late to this party. So I realized I needed to to figure this out and get help for this. And so I started going to uh, CODA meetings, which are so powerful and so helpful. And I realized, oh my goodness, I, I, I really need to work through this. But one of the biggest mistakes I made with my children, especially my daughter, is if she were crying and having a hard time, I couldn't handle it. The yeah, pain yeah. for me was so overwhelming that I, it's okay, honey, don't cry here, you know, have, a, you know, let's, let's make some cake or let's go do this or, you know, it's okay. And I just, I do whatever I could just to, to stop those feelings for her because I couldn't deal with it. And what I learned is let them cry, let them have those feelings. And if, if, if they're sad and they're crying, let it's okay. But being codependent, I couldn't deal with the feelings. So I did everything I could to try to help my kids not have sadness because I couldn't deal with their sadness. That's so unhealthy. That's so unhealthy. It's one thing I tell all parents today. Let your kids have their feelings. Even today with my grown adult daughter, if she's feeling sad or she cries, my first tendency is to be like, no, no, don't cry, don't cry. But now I tell myself, it's okay, let her cry. Let her have her yeah. feelings, let her cry. Because the way out of it is through it. And as yes. codependent, you don't know that. Right. That's everything. One of our favorite things to do, and it's again, not any of me, it's my psychologist wife. Our favorite thing now to do though, when they have big feelings is help them explore those feelings then. Don't try and stuff it away sit down and say oh you you feel really sad what's that feel like and what happened and what did that make you feel like and let them talk it through and and repeat their answers to them and guess what they're going to be pretty emotionally healthy by the end of that conversation oh that is so great yes that's wonderful i mean we we did some of that for sure um but when it triggered sadness in me it was hard yeah. for me to, I didn't want to feel those feelings because it was, you know, unbearable. But that's exactly it is to, to say, okay, I understand, you know, you're feeling sad. Let's talk about this. That's, that's exactly it. And, and, and just so good. And when you can do that, it'll, it'll help your kids so much. So let us put you on the spot today, Lou. <laughs> Dear growing adult children now have healthy, strong relationships. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of them. I just feel like they do so well. When I, when I'm in their homes, um, I have the kind of relationship with my kids and my in-law kids that they are who they are, whether I'm in the home or not. At least I think so, because what I'm seeing seems real and, you know, just, just authentic. And I see them just really loving their spouses and, and being good to their spouses and, just modeling just great relationships. And that is one area with my adult kids that I'm just so, so proud of. They, I mean, they're not perfect, 
But um, and they've all had therapy. All my three adult kids have been in therapy. And, and I'm glad for that because I know who their mom was. They definitely needed it. Um, so, you know, we, we encourage that. And and, you know, when my kids bring stuff to me that's challenging, you know, sometimes my answer is, yeah, like you might need to work that through in therapy because, um, you know, it helps. It really does. But yes, they do. And I'm so, so proud of them. And I love the relationships that they have. And and I love that they let me into their life and they let me be part of their families. I'm going to start budgeting now to help my kids with therapy when they're adults. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pay I'm going to need a sessions. <laughs> I'm going to need a jackpot for my poor kids. <laughs> I know that's funny. There, there's, there's a line in my book where I say. Um, you know, my mantra when my kids were growing up is, uh, you know, I'll pay for your therapy when you're adults. And I'm like, well, now that you're adults, pay for your own therapy because I'm paying for mine. <laughs> it goes both ways at the end of the day. Uh, for our listeners now that want to learn more about you, they want to pick up any of your books, especially these relationship books and even the one about children. How can they go about doing that and how can they learn more about you? Yes, I have a website. It's lusays.com, L-U-S-A-Y-S. And I'm, you know, in bookstores, Amazon, all the books from Me to We, The Intimacy You Crave, The Impossible Kid, and then uh, Turtle Finds His Talent is on pre-order now. Fantastic. Thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate it, as for always. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.